Hello everybody and welcome back to Chapter Tactics where we go over tactics and strategies to help out both new and veteran players alike. I am your host Magic Arpuse Fly and with me today we've got the wonderful, the glorious Dameki. Anyahasayo, menasopagapsamida. John P. I only speak English. So I'm going to going to say hello. <laughs> <laughs> and that is it for today uh we were supposed to have scary on board today but we had to uh uh push this episode back by a day things are getting hectic here we have lvo coming up uh john p's going to lvo Demeki cannot because he has a baby being born uh i think like on monday is what it's scheduled at right correct but i have been staying at home uh just in case something happens and we got to go you know at a moment's notice it's pretty much between now and monday monday we actually have it scheduled so mm -hmm. like hopefully it is monday because like kenny brought up a very good point if it's born on monday i might be cleared to go to every lvo after that because oh. it'll never fall oh, because on the, the lvo the... <laughs> weekend because it's the last weekend of january yeah 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 so then that way oh. uh that way you can play with your miniature toys while the yep. baby is at home. Yeah. Yep. Yep. So the sooner the better. Yeah. Is what is what I'm hearing. So like the second this pod yeah, the podcast ends. Let's go, baby, let's go, baby. Let's, let's push it out. Yeah. Yeah, let's go. Come on. I got I gotta go to LVL next year. Like, why aren't you out yet? Come on, let's go, let's go, let's go. Come on. Come on. What's right. the hold up? So uh yeah. Make sure you guys get your LVO tickets. Today, we are talking about the Gene Steeler Colts new book. Next week, we'll be talking about Custodes. But this week, we're going to be looking at the Gene Steeler Colts. Um, very interesting codex. Uh, super wordy. Um, another words bloaty sounding uh, codex is very front loaded. But I think that after you read it a couple times, maybe you'll uh, figure it out after that. It's definitely not on the same... Um, Plane as Admech, would you say that, John P? Uh, I mean, it's it's. I mean, I understand the Admech one now. Uh, I'm trying to yeah. think back of when <laughs> I didn't understand it. Uh, it was a long time ago. My memory is very short term. <laughs> but yeah, I, I would agree. It's definitely it's not sisters or Admech, but it is very wordy. Yeah, but it's no Necrons. It's, yeah, it's not. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right cool so yeah so we're going to be talking about gene Sarah colts if you guys don't know um you guys can actually check out the frontline gaming uh .org website there's an article uh where there's a meta analysis of all the gts that happen every single weekend and in this past weekend there was a gt that actually used the uh the new ninth edition um gene Sarah colts book and it won the T uh, won the GT. It was ran by TJ Lanigan. So if you guys want to see a uh, ninth edition uh, Gene Star Colts list being played and seeing how it performs and what he brought, go check that out. Uh, I believe it was like a Twisted Helix uh, list. So yeah, go ahead and check that out. But before we go on any for oh wait, what do you want to say? I was gonna Mikey? say it sounds like a fairy tale because it wasn't Drakari, Admech, or yeah. Orcs. Yeah. So sounds like a Great fairy nights. tale right now. Yeah, it, it was actually it's actually nuts. Hold on, let me pull up the let me pull up the uh uh the article real quick. It was um hold on one second. Uh it was actually pretty nuts the amount of stuff that came out. Um Tyranids won four or they got top four with Crush Stampede. Um, oh yeah, I forgot four about times. That. Got a buff. Yeah. yeah. They placed uh 
they had six lists placed in the top 10. Orcs had eight lists placed in the top 10 and four in the top four. And Drakari had 10 lists that placed in the top 10, only three that placed in the top four, and they only won one GT over the weekend. Um, yeah. Meanwhile, uh, Crusher Stampede Tyranids won two uh, GTs over this weekend, and that was pretty much it. Everyone else just won once. Um, yeah. Pretty cool. Drakari finally uh, getting knocked off their pedestal. Can't wait for yeah. the greater good to show up, though. Yeah, and then just wreck everybody's <laughs> face. All the chaos space mar- or all the freaking chaos demon players are gonna be crying. That includes me. Whenever you <laughs> fire off all your ignoring invuln save bull crap that you have. Oh, that's a nice bellicor you have there. It'd be a shame if I ignore invuls <laughs> and just killed him outright. Here we go. <laughs> this is so funny. He like imagine someone just telling the story of like. Oh, I spent a month painting this <laughs> this Bellacore model just for this event. <laughs> oh, cool. Let me sh- oh, that, let shoot it. Your, your one Bellacore. Here's my three, three. Borkin yeah. step uh, storm surges. Yeah, Good luck. Borkin. Borkin. Yeah, it sounds more broken. <laughs> Borkin. Borkin. <laughs> That's the, yeah. Anyways, um, so we're going to go ahead and dive right into uh, this codex here. But before we do that... This show is brought to you by FrontlineGaming.org, where you can get amazing game mats for not just your 40k games, but almost any tabletop game out there. Purchase miniatures at a discount and uh, join some of the largest 40k events in the industry. They also have the largest 40k podcasting network in the business with shows like Signals from the Frontline, Chapter Tactics, which you're listening to right now, Grim After Dark, and so much more. That is FrontlineGaming.org, or you can click on the link in the description of this podcast on all the social media goodies out there. Um, we also have a new uh, podcast centered around Kill Team. So go check that out. That's out there. There's also a new episode of 40K Game Changers as well. Um, lots of really cool stuff. Make sure that you guys listen to uh, the Thursday show with Adam Camilleri uh, just because uh, they go over what's going to be happening over at GT's uh, over the course of the weekends. And yeah, dude, that was the most professional that I've ever been when reading off a. <laughs> dude, I'm so this. proud of you. Proud so of you too, man. Let's Thanks, go. Man. <laughs> uh, so yeah, go check all those things out. And yeah, let's get right into the Genestar Colts Codex here. Um, starting with the detachment abilities, uh, we have the book with us right here. Now, what you're getting here with Genestar Colts is. Um, if you've played them before, you're going to absolutely love this codex as of right now. It's so good. There's so much cool stuff that you guys can do. All of your units just got that much better. And they have really, really strong uh, units inside, like really strong data sheets inside of this codex. So you guys are going to enjoy it a lot. Um, as far as attachment abilities go, you get your standard stuff. Like you have your uh, your your cults. I guess, keywords and all that stuff. Uh, not much has changed here. You can only run uh, one Patriarch model, I believe. Um, I think. Uh, if your army includes any Patriarch models, you cannot select any other Genestar Colts models as your Warlord. So if you run a Patriarch, you have to select him as your Warlord. And as well, uh, uh, if your army does not include any Patriarch models but does include any Primus or Magus models, you cannot select any other Gene Stiller Colts models as your Warlord as well. And on top of that, Gene Stiller Colt character models in this attachment that do not have the HQ battlefield role cannot have a Warlord trait because 
Uh, for each GCR Colts model with the HQ Battlefield role that takes up a Battlefield role slot in a detachment, one other GCR Colts character model can be included in the detachment without taking up a Battlefield role slot. So if you want to do Hero Hammer, you can definitely do that with this uh, by breaking like rules of uh, whenever you make a detachment and stuff like that. So pretty interesting. Um, it's a cool little buff I, or like hero hammer type of thing. Uh, and then also, obviously you also have your brood brothers and, uh, yeah. And if you bring brood brothers, you don't get a crossfire, I believe. So just make out, just, uh, be on the lookout for that. If you bring brood brothers, um, yeah. Yeah. Oh, it says, oh, wait, I, I'm reading, wait, where'd you see that? No, I'm reading the, in, it yeah, it in, does not prevent. Yeah. Yeah, it oh, does, it does not, not prevent. prevent. You're right. Yeah, yeah. Right. brothers You're don't right. get it, but Gene Stiller yeah. Colts still get it. Yes. Yeah. 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 My bad. My bad. You guys are correct. Yeah, yeah. It like like we said before, the, the, this codex yes. is very wordy, so there's a lot yes. of it, it's, poops. It, like literally, the Brood Brothers it takes up almost a whole half page by itself. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's nuts. Yeah. Um, there's so many bolded words at this point. I'm like, man, is there a point in bolding these words? I know it's <laughs> it's like it's like when you highlight everything on a <laughs> yeah in a, a textbook is like it's all important. Got to got to <laughs> highlight all of it. Yep. Uh, but yeah, those are the detachment abilities, and from there we can go straight into proficient planning, which are the upgrades that you have for Gene Sir Colts. Um, now these upgrades are absolutely fire. This is insane. And what's great is that you can still soup GCR Colts and still get access to these uh, upgrades, which is absolutely nuts. So uh, we'll go over these for a little bit more. I'm just going to pick out the ones that I think are the best and the ones that I enjoy the most, um, the ones that people are going to probably be using um, all the time. Uh, one of them is going to be from every angle. At the start of the first battle round, if the mission uses the strategic reserves rules, this unit can be placed into strategic reserves without having to spend any additional CPs, regardless of how many units are already in strategic reserves. So you can use it as a way to redeploy something by just, you know, putting it inside of strategic reserves like what some uh, options have. But for this one, you only have to pay points because all these proficient planning uh, abilities that you're getting, like all these upgrades, you can apply these to like almost any single unit inside of the gene Star colts army which is crazy you just have to pay like your extra points this is it's like um you know um uh gray knights upgrading or death guard upgrading and stuff like that uh pretty pretty freaking good here but yeah you have that from every angle uh the second part of this is when setting up this unit from strategic reserves treat the current battle round number as being one higher um uh, i honestly don't really understand the point of that do you guys understand the point of that? Like, so, so it's a higher? Yeah, yeah, because like if it's if you're turn one, then it's turn two. Yep. And turn oh, two yeah. is where you can, yep. you can deep strike. Oh yep. yeah, yeah. So it's alpha yeah. strike. Turn one yeah. deep strike. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I was about to say that right after that, you can deep strike turn one, or a strategic reserve turn one, which is a uh, pretty nuts, pretty good. What do you guys think of that upgrade? Pretty nice. I like it. Yeah, I like it. It's I like uh, Lightning in Wait. I don't know why, but I I every time I look at it, I'm like I like that one. Lying in wait? Yeah, that's the yeah. one where you get to what deep strike like three inches away from something, but you can't charge yeah. or anything. Yeah, pretty yeah. good. Wait. Yeah, you can shoot. Lying in wait's good. Um the next one that I think is really good. They came from below. This one is nuts. Uh non-vehicle unit only. Basically, what you get is uh you get a scout move. 
which is insane. You get a nine-inch scout move with uh, a model that you upgrade this with. Uh, after setting up this unit from an ambush marker, this unit can make a normal move as if it were your movement phase, but must end that move more than nine inches away from any enemy models. Oh, I'm sorry. It just, it's just a, a normal move. So, yeah, pretty nuts. You can use this on things like pure strain gene stealers and just have them move. Just do a normal move, and then it's nuts. Or you can put it on Adeline Jackals, have them just move 14 inches, and then, oh, it's turn one. I guess I get to move again, and then you're just all of a sudden 20, like 28 inches up the board. That's that's crazy. That is that's crazy. There's so much yeah. Alpha Strike potential. Yeah. <laughs> so <Yeah>. far. <laughs> It's pretty. We're it's barely pretty scratching the surface. <laughs> yeah, yeah. If you want a very offensive army, this is your army. Um, it, it's so glass cannon and just so fast. Uh, you don't even need like a swarm lord to double move stuff because they can just do it themselves. Uh, my favorite upgrade out of this whole thing is a trap sprung. This one is when this unit is set up on the battlefield as reinforcements as a result of being uh, set up underground until the end of the turn. Each time a charge roll is made for this unit, roll one additional dice and discard one of the dice. That's a 3d6 charge. For an 8-inch charge, right? Yeah, for yep. an 8-inch charge because when you are set up underground, you get to deep strike 8 inches away and not just 9 inches. Wow. That's wow. wow. Yeah. That's a guaranteed what's the math? charge. Yeah, what's the math on that? It's like... I think it's like eighty. It's it's like eighty or ninety percent, somewhere around there. Because Oof, uh, the, until someone rolls three ones, yeah, it's it's somewhere around there with a with a CP reroll, um, which is crazy. On top of that, there's also an I uh, I think it's a I think it's called an acolyte icon ward, uh, right. can give off an aura of plus one to charge, so you could do a seven inch charge if you really <laughs> want to, <laughs> out of deep strike with three d six dice. You're not feeling that charge. It's crazy. That's it's really yep. good. Uh, you haven't next... seen me roll. Yeah, I know. I'm gonna roll three ones twice. <laughs> <laughs> I heard that if you do that, you get a million dollars at Vegas. <laughs> <laughs> um, after that, we have a perfect ambush. This one, uh, you act as if the enemy unit has crossfire and exposed uh, when selecting an enemy unit within 12 inches after coming out of deep strike. Woo! <laughs> That's really good. Considering uh, what you what needs to happen in order to get those buffs in the first place. Yeah. Uh, being able to just get for free, coming out of deep strike within 12 inches. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep. What, what kind of... Uh, what, kind, what would you expect to see use this like what would you upgrade to get this on to use this on i would probably use yeah. it on some like new fight hybrids or things like ridge runners or yeah. uh rock grinders maybe but probably ridge runners um jackals as well would also be pretty good um yeah those are those would be the only ones that would use them on it's pretty good to just auto get you know plus one to hit plus one to wound pretty yeah. strong yeah definitely <laughs> especially when like everything like hits on fours has a four up bs so uh definitely increases your efficiency uh last one here we have our time is nigh i love this i love this thing <laughs> i love the title of it but uh the first time this unit is selected to fight in this battle until that fight is resolved add one to the attacks characteristic of models in this unit uh, this is not cumulative with the additional attack granted by Might from Beyond, which is the psychic power that gives you plus one attack. But still, wow, just plus one attack. And all these buffs are like 10 points, 10, 15, maybe 20. Like, that's nuts. They Cheapo. literally just spoon-fed you a combo, too. 
They're like, hey, yeah. by the way, you can, you can combo this with this. Here you go. Yeah, yeah, easy. Here, take this. Here's a 3d6 charge. And then uh, here, for another unit, give them plus one attack. And you know what? For another unit, why not? Let's just have them have a, a scout move. It's great. It's great. <laughs> That's nuts. Um, but yeah, those are the upgrades. There's another one called Exacting Planner and Excavate. Uh, but uh, this book is so large and we still have so much more to go through. So we're just going to skip those for now. Um, but definitely go pick up the book and read through them because these upgrades are absolutely massive. Uh, next up, I guess that we can go over Crossfire. Do one of you guys want to explain what Crossfire is and expose positioning and stuff? John P, yeah. you should do it. Yeah, 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 yeah. I got it. So, crossfire and expose. There are two separate kinds of, I guess, traits that you can put on enemy units. Uh, the way I understood crossfire is that it kind of works like marker lights. Uh, first, you need to put a crossfire marker on the unit, and to do that, you need to shoot at an enemy unit with a unit that has the crossfire keyword. And in order yeah. to put a crossfire marker on that unit, you have to either uh, land five or more attacks or land one attack with a damage characteristic other than one. Other than oh. one. So it could be zero. <laughs> yeah, sure. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's an interesting way to put that. But yeah, yeah. other than one. Um, and so when you get uh, when a enemy unit has crossfire on them, um, your army, uh, your crossfire units get buffs when they shoot that um, unit. So you can get things like plus one to hit, uh, plus one to wound, and da, 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 let's see. And if the target has a crossfire marker, was exposed. Uh, we'll get into exposed later, but yeah, you get stuff like plus one to hit, plus one to wound. Well, uh, plus, for... plus one to wound is exposed. Ah, gotcha. Crossfire yeah, only exposed. gives you plus one to hit. Yeah. 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 Uh, for expose, you essentially need to uh, surround an enemy unit and be able to draw a line over like the base or the whole of your units uh, that passes over that unit. Um, kind of just, you know, like you're ambushing them kind of thing. Uh, with yeah, Exposed, like you get... Attack. Yeah, yeah, pincer yeah. attack. Yeah. Um, with Exposed, you get plus one the wound, like Matt mentioned. And let's see here. Uh, each time a crossfire... Da, 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 da. Did that miss something? <laughs> no, that, that's pretty much it. You just get... Yeah, <laughs> plus one the wound. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> crossfire gives you plus one to hit and Exposed gives you plus one to wound. Um, yeah. Pretty good. Uh, there's a lot of ways that you can get those uh, buffs and stuff outside of just doing the five or more attacks you need to score a hit or whatever. Um, that's all you like. You, you can do that pretty easily, especially if you bring flamers. <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> then they just auto hit, right? So <laughs> I, I think that counts, right? I, I'm pretty sure. So that'd be kind of stupid but um yeah it's not it's not really hard to apply these outside of crossfire or outside of hitting um and then on top of that crossfire markers uh you're basically applying uh, a keyword to that enemy unit so when something has a crossfire marker it becomes uh you you have access to like more stratagems that you can use yep. on those units which is pretty nice uh plus one to hit for like army, it's like freebooters, but easier because you don't have to kill yeah. anything. Yeah, so much easier. I mean, the flamers. Is, uh, yeah, my bad. I was, I was gonna say, if flamers just automatically get you a frost crossfire marker, easy. Yeah. Easy. Well, yeah. the the funny thing is too is that like also inside the codex they have a a picture both for a crossfire marker and an ambush marker, so maybe they're gonna like sell those. Maybe. 
to make it easier for the Gene Soto Cult players. But yeah. I mean, the other funny thing is too is that you just like if you if you've played this army enough, I'm sure everybody is aware. Like you do your exposed move, just drift your car sideways so that you make sure <laughs> that you got a clear like line going from one unit to the other. Yeah. Your vehicles are so big. Yeah. I just think it's funny. Like their their example. Like the car is like pointing the front end at yep. the enemy unit. It's like, why, why do that? That's, that's inefficient. I, that's not the right way to do that. <laughs> yeah, like the the <laughs> the graphic. You rotate that, they, that car. <laughs> yeah, the graphic that they use for crossfire is kind of like silly. <laughs> it it doesn't make much sense. But like you can use stuff like lying in wait in order if you can't uh, apply crossfire or expose on something. You can use something like lying in wait to put uh, a unit within three inches. And then all of a sudden you have two crossfire units that can uh, target something, which is, you know, pretty nice. There's just lots yeah. of ways that you can get crossfire. It's not as difficult as it sounds. Um, it's just a little bit finessey, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, after that, let's go into some relics here. Um, actually, I want to take a break real quick. How about we go into warlord traits first and then we'll go back to relics. All right. Demeki. You're up for right. Warlord Traits. You tell us right. what's going so on Warlord here, Traits, uh, we, I kind of looked through these, and we talked about these before we got started. Uh, kind of feel that four out of the six are good. Uh, I did just realize, too, as we were talking about the, uh, what was it, the uh, proficient planning, uh, that there's a combo, a nifty little combo that you can do with the, the first Warlord Trait, which is Focus of Adoration, uh, while a friendly Cult core or Cult a uh, pure strain gene sealer unit is within six inches of the warlord. That unit is, is eligible to perform a heroic intervention as if it were a character unit. So if you do lying in wait and uh, you're within six inches of the warlord with this trait, well, guess what? You don't need to charge because you're just going to do a heroic intervention. So that's pretty cool. Well, I don't, do I don't think that you can heroically intervene on your turn anymore. Oh, yeah, that's true. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, you're right. Oh, but space supposed to be really good. That would be yeah. that would be a nifty combo. It would be a nifty combo. Um, mm -hmm. Shadow Stalker uh, and Biomorph Adaptation, I feel like, are the weakest ones. Uh, Shadow Stalker is each time an attack is made against a Warlord, subtract one from the attack's hit roll, uh, and then Biomorph Adaptation is add one to the attacks and toughness characteristic of this Warlord. Uh, they're they're so so uh, prowling adjutant. I think in Alien Majesty, uh, Majesty and pre Turner preternatural preternatural speed. Jeez, I can't talk. Uh, you just prowling, make up that word. Yeah, I did. <laughs> prowling adjutant gives you uh, once per turn when this warlord is selected as the target of a charge. Before the charge roll is made, after firing any Overwatch, it can make a normal move of up to six inches. I mean, I just think so it's cool good. that you get to fire yeah. the Overwatch and then move. Yeah. Where with the new Tau Relic that we just saw, you just get to move. So you don't get to fire Overwatch, you just move. This one, you get to fire Overwatch and then move. Yeah, it's really uh, good. Like, we've seen this type of stuff happen um, with uh, things like Thousand Suns. But the, pro the Thousand Suns one that has this, um, I believe that you have to... Um, what's it called? You have to be in a certain cult for this to act for this to be used, right. and it's like cult locked, right? Uh, yeah. whereas this one is just an overall warlord trait, so it just makes it that much better, just so much better. 
Um, then Alien Majesty is uh, add three inches to the range of the Warlord's aura abilities and add three inch uh, range to the following abilities this Warlord has. If any, uh, Jackal, uh, Meticulous Planner, and Priority Target. Uh, Meticulous Planner, that's the one for um, the Primus model. So that's the one where it's like a... Is it Lieutenants that let you reroll when rolls a one? Yeah. Yeah, so uh, the Primus has like an ability that you select a unit and then they could be they can have that ability to reroll wound rolls of one. So you're basically taking that aura and expanding it. Or like not the aura, but the three inches to the range of that. And I think it's already nine inches, so it's a twelve inch range to apply that buff. Pretty good. Uh pretty good. Predinatural speed. Each time this warlord makes a melee attack, you can reroll the hit roll. Uh, at the start of the fight phase, if the warlord is within engagement range of any enemy units, it can fight first that phase. I mean, fight first, always good, and rerolling the hit roll, always good. Yeah. So. Fight first is okay. Yeah, fight first, yeah. Yeah. Which Slanesh is... love it, but, you know, <laughs> everyone else is just like, eh, I want to fight last try. instead. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think that Shadow Stalker, the one where you subtract one from the attack's hit roll, is kind of like, eh? Because most of your most of your characters are lookout surge. So if you're getting hit by something, you probably messed up uh, in the first and place. And they're usually giving off their wounds with, uh, what is it called? Loyalty or whatever? Yeah. I mean, yeah. Well, uh, loyalty. I'm questioning loyalty. Mm -hmm. I'm questioning Do they have anything that's right? like a blender? Like Drazar or anything? Like yeah, Drazar called, equivalent? Yeah, it's called the Patriarch and Keller Morph. <laughs> <laughs> um, do you want to talk about unquestioning loyalty, John P.? Uh, since you mentioned yeah. it, on what it was. Yeah, too. Ah, it's a pretty yeah. big part of this codex. Let me find yeah. it in my book. So unquestioning loyalty. So each time a saving throw is made for a character model, um, you can select a Brood Brothers model within three inches of that character model and take an unquestioning loyalty test. Uh, to do so, roll a d6, adding one to the result of that character model is a Patriarch. And so on the four up, that test is passed and the character doesn't take damage. Instead, he passes it off to his poor little peasant and they take damage instead. Save your protocols. Yeah. yeah. Save your protocols. But it's, <laughs> it's not just save your protocols. protocols. Yeah. It's not just yeah, Brood Brothers. There's like a lot of other units that can do it too. But it's, um, it's pretty good. Pretty good. Pretty uh, good. Yeah. So what do you guys think about those Warlord traits? Like I said, I like them all except for Shadow Stalker and Biomorph Adaptation. Yeah. And there's still more. With yeah. their cult creeds that we haven't even talked about. Yeah, these so. are just your normal, like, average warlord traits, not cult-specific. We'll mm -hmm. get to those. Mm -hmm. yep. um, moving, I guess we can move on from here over to relics right now. Uh, the relics here are pretty friggin' good. Uh, there's some pretty good relics. A lot of these are, like, Hero Hammer, where it applies to, like, a, a named character or something like that. Um, not a lot of aura stuff that you're going to be seeing with these relics where it affects like the rest of your army. So if you're looking for auras, that's going to affect like your whole army where, you know, things like stench bats or, um, like swarm leader or something like that. Uh, these relics don't really do much. However, it makes things a lot stronger. I think the biggest one that I want to talk about first is worm tooth rounds. This is for a Keller morph model. And this thing is nuts. Like, okay, so the Keller Morph can already um, have Lookout, sir, and everything. And it has, like, a Strength 5, AP 1, 1 damage weapon. Um, and then every time that he scores a hit, when he hits on 2s already, uh, he 
he gets they, they explode and then sixes to wound deal mortal wound but with this uh worm tooth rounds ability you get a you get a weapon that's heavy one strength six ap3 three damage it doesn't have ignores lookout sir but every time that it hits you get extra hits with it and he already hits on twos so uh since he is also a crossfire unit even though this is a heavy weapon um you get plus one to hit right um if you apply crossfire so with that like you're taking out termies pretty easily with a strength six ap3 three damage weapon and there's more reasons to bring Kellermorph after this and we'll talk about it when we get to the units portion but this is nuts that's so good that's crazy so he's just good. one tap a termy <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> what, well how many points is this guy like 80 points wow <laughs> yeah, <that's> cheap. <laughs> he's super cheap for a character and he has some cool stuff and we'll talk about it a little bit later but really really good um sword of the void's eye this one is uh you can equip it to a model with a colt bone sword or locust blades and uh it's strength to this is a melee weapon and you get strength to ap3 two damage and every time that you make an attack with a weapon you can reroll the hit roll and reroll the wound roll pretty good yeah. Pretty, pretty good. I don't see many relics that have both of them. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, so if you want something where you can just like slap someone, then you know that's that's pretty good. Like I said, a lot of these are character locked. Um, this one, uh, Amulet of the Void Worm. This is one of my favorite ones. The bear has a four up invulnerable save. Once per battle, when attack is allocated to the bearer, it can channel the shadow in the warp. Hey, can't take terms from tyranids that's not fair i'm just kidding <laughs> if it does so the saving throw is automatically a six who needs miracle dice yeah. and then uh each time the bear declares a charge uh they cannot overwatch or set to defend that's that, that last part is just like icing on the cake yeah, <laughs> yeah right like, i would have taken this relic with the first two bullets already <laughs> mm -hmm. it, mm -hmm. you know you know what's funny i just seeing set to defend i always forget that that's a thing like, I have yeah, not right? had anyone do it to me yet. Yeah. Because everyone forgets that's even there. <laughs> yeah. Do you even know what set to defend does? I think it's plus one to overwatch. So instead of overwatching on sixes, you overwatch on fives? I don't think so. I think it's the other one. I think it's the one where you get plus one to hit in melee combat. Is that hold is steady? I think hold steady hold is the steady overwatch one. Is the over Might be the overwatch one. I have to look yeah. it up. Yeah. See, no one knows what they do. <laughs> no one Nobody's knows. Using them. Yeah. <laughs> um, let's see. Other relics that we have here. We have the gift from beyond. Uh, this is another weapon modeled equipped with a Colt sniper rifle only. Uh, this relic replaces a Colt sniper rifle. Has following profile: forty-eight inch range, heavy one, strength five, AP three, three damage. Each time you select a target for this weapon, you can ignore the lookout sir rule. Each time an attack is made with this weapon, an auto-modified wound roll of 4-up inflicts one mortal wound on the target in addition to any normal damage. So if you want, like, a sniper unit, boom, this is what you get. <laughs> Pretty yep. good. So, uh, so, uh Abek has some four-wound characters. <laughs> you could just one-tap. Yeah, kill a right. marshal, kill a data smith. <laughs> yeah. What were you so hold, hold Steady is Overwatch uh, attacks hit on fives. Mm -hmm. And then set to defend cannot fire Overwatch, but add one to its hit rolls in the next fight phase. Yeah, yeah, nice. Yeah, but that, how does that help with the gift from Beyond? It doesn't. It doesn't. Yeah. <laughs> you can't do either of those things. You're screwed. Yeah. Um. 
We have also Cranial Inlay. This is for a Nexus model only. When the bear is on the battlefield, you basically get a Korov's Aquila. So on a whenever somebody uses a stratagem, you roll a D6, and on a 5-up, uh, the command point is refunded. Oh, this is only for you. So whenever you use a command point. Wait, each time you spend a command point to use a stratagem, you can roll 1D6. Okay, yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Why do they word it like that? Like, I don't know. What else are you spending command points? <laughs> it's, it's a little bit... It's a little... I thought that maybe, like, if you spend two command points, you can roll twice. That's yeah. what I kind of thought, but uh, it, it's not worded like that. Um, yeah. And then you can use its strategic coordination ability one additional time per turn. And that one, it's, um, I believe that that's the ability where you can select a unit um, and they, until the next, or until your next command phase or something like that, they're considered to be within within an aura of another character in your army. So if you want something like reroll hit rolls of one and a unit is like further away, uh, they can still get reroll hit rolls of one, even though they're not close to the aura. Pretty good. Yeah, that was very good. And then the last one here, this one is my favorite one out of all of them. I think I said that before, but this one, the unwilling orb, this is for a psyker model only. Uh, the bearer can attempt to deny one additional psychic power in your opponent's psychic phase. Uh, you can then deny the witch out of any range instead of just within 24 inches. So, Grey Knights, you're not safe anymore. Get screwed. Yeah. <laughs> That's and then, so good. Yeah. And then each time the bearer attempts to manifest a malediction or witch fire psychic power, add one to that attempt's psychic test. Which is uh, pretty good because most of your psychic powers are warp charge six, so you're looking at a five to cast, which is uh, pretty good. Pretty uh, good. Oh, what, what would you what would you put this on? Like a patriarch? I would put it on a patriarch. Yeah. How many denies does it get? Uh, base. Uh, two, I believe. Two, and then I plus one so. for this for this relic, so three. Well, plus um, one, yeah. plus one for four out of the six psychic powers. There's two that are not malediction or witchfire. Oh no! I'm talking about his denies. So he has, if the he has two denies, denies base plus oh, he can one only deny. deny. He can only okay, deny so one. he gets, so he has two global denies. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Pretty good. That's still, that's still really good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I like it. Um, and then plus one to a psychic test. I don't think that he's locked to a relic. Um, and he's not a named character, or he is a named character, so he can't take it. Womp womp. Oops. I guess I oh. take it on Magus. So Magus, is name, Magus is a name character. I'll get back to you on who would run that. Because <laughs> I don't know who can actually run it. I'll have to look at it more closely. My bad. All right. Yeah, yeah it happens. It happens. You know, when, 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 the, when the codex isn't on Battlescribe yet, it's hard to know what can take stuff and what cannot unless you're constantly flipping through the book. Right? Um, this this is true. Bit. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, need my, I need my check mark. Yeah, right. I need I need to know what I can take for <laughs> for for some certain things. All right. So moving on from here, let's go into the brood mind discipline. Demeki, tell us what's good. Yeah, here. boy. All right. So uh, so far, looking at this, I think four out of the six are. I would say actually three out of the six are good. Uh, one being okay, and then uh, two being just eh. Um, mass hypnosis is definitely one of the good ones. It is a malediction, so if you do take the relic that Matt was talking about earlier, you get plus one to cast. Uh, it is a warp charge of seven, which is, I think, the highest one out of all these. 
Uh, if manifested, select one enemy unit within 18 inches, visible to the Psyker. Until the start of the next Psychic phase, subtract one from the attacks characteristic of the model in that unit in the fight phase. That unit is not eligible to fight until eligible units from your army have done. So fight last, minus one attack. Fight um, last. That's pretty good. Pretty good. Fight pretty good. last from afar. 18-inch range of fight last. Yes. That's Visible, crazy. though. Visible. That's that's the that's the other keyword. Visible. Yeah. 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 Still pretty good though. Yes, I completely agree. Uh then mind control. Uh mind control also uh malediction. So you can get plus one cast with that relic. Uh warp charge value of six if manifested select one enemy unit within eighteen inches of uh, invisible to the psyker until the start of your next psychic phase. Each time a model in that unit makes an attack, subtract one from the attack's hit roll again. Uh, if the result of the psychic test was equal to or greater than the unit's leadership characteristics, subtract one from that unit's leadership characteristic and subtract one from the combat attrition test taken for that unit. This is one of the ones that I think is just eh. It's not that great. It's okay. I mean, there's a yeah. lot of armies out there that ignore leadership roles and tests. So... Um, yeah, I, it, it's so situational. Maybe, maybe you'll use it for like, um, a crusade or something, but, and I don't think we'll see mind control too much in, in pro play. Yeah. And also rest in peace because mind control used to be one of those, uh, one of the psychic powers that Zinch has where you roll 3d6 and if it's higher than the, and you choose a character or yeah. you choose an enemy model, if it's higher than their leadership, uh, you can shoot as if it was uh <laughs> you can shoot them or like you can shoot with them um as if it's like your own model oh uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh so that uh that was pretty just cool grab a storm surge and and shoot something yeah hey nice hammerhead mind if i use it real quick let <laughs> <laughs> me shoot your other hammerhead <laughs> yeah right um so rest in peace on that one but you know yeah it's it's, uh, it's decent it's okay Psionic Blast is a witch fire, and it's a warp charge value of five. Uh, essentially, it's when it comes down to it, it's just a better smite almost. Uh, it's uh, you still have to select one enemy unit within eighteen inches and visible, uh, and then it's just some extra flavor text. So, like if you're within engagement range of a character, um, you can actually use this on them. The way it's worded is it's worded so weird, like weirdly. It says, for the purpose of selecting that enemy unit, unless the, that enemy unit is within engagement range of this Psyker, the lookout serve rule applies as if the psychic power was a ranged weapon with a range characteristic of 18. Yeah, it's basically so then you can... Uh, uh, it's basically so then that way you can't just uh, smite bomb a character. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's being lookout served, because that wouldn't be fair. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, that unit suffers D3 mortal wounds. If the result of the psychic test was equal to or greater than that unit's leadership characteristic, that unit suffers three mortal wounds instead of D3. So, I mean, I guess you could combo this with mind control. Like, you cast mind control first, give them a minus one to the leadership, then you go with psionic blast, and you mm -hmm. can deal potentially three mortal, uh, three plus D3 mortal wounds. Yeah. So, um, it's okay. Well, no, it's not There's, three plus D3. It's just, it's just three. It's three flat. Yeah, it's just three. Oh, yeah. Sorry. I misread that. Yeah, yeah. you're right. My bad. Um, mental Onslaught. Witchfire. Mental Onslaught has a warp charge value of five. 
Uh, if manifested, select one enemy unit within 24 inches invisible of the psyker and roll 4d6. This one, this one, I like this one. It's bad, but I oh, like yeah. it because yeah. of, it's <laughs> because so funny. of how... So uh, you roll 4d6 for each result of five up, that unit suffers one mortal wound. If any models in that unit are destroyed as a result of those mortal wounds, but that unit is not destroyed, keep repeating this process, reducing the number of dice rolled by one each time. Uh, 3d6 on the first on the first repeat, 2d6 on the second repeat, third repeat would be 1d, 1d6, and then zero for the last one. Uh, until any of the following conditions are met, which is the number of dice rolls is zero. Uh, you roll no result of five up or a no enemy models are destroyed. So you have a chance to deal 10 mortal wounds. Yeah. If you're hot, if you're the king of fives. Oh, you, you can deal <laughs> oh. 10 mortal wounds. Now, now you say that this, that or this queen. psychic power. Now you say that this psychic power is bad. What if I told you that this is yeah. better than the original mental onslaught? <laughs> I, I would believe it because <laughs> I don't know anything about eighth edition GFC. Yeah, it, it, it's basically like the same thing except a little bit except worse. Gotcha. So it's just <laughs> yeah. What did they have to roll sixes only to get mortals? No no no. no. Uh, here I'll read it off for you. you ready? Okay, here's yeah, the original ahead. one. Um, if manifest is select an enemy model with an eighteen, uh, each player then rolls a d six and adds their model's leadership characteristic to their result. If your score is higher, the enemy model's unit suffers one mortal wound. If the selected model is still alive, you then repeat this process, each player rolling a d6 and adding their respective leadership until either the selected model is destroyed, your opponent rolls a 6, and or your opponent's result is equal to or higher than yours. That's funny. God. It's even worse. It's yeah. even worse. <laughs> if so, you like gambling, this this psychic power is for you. Yeah, yeah, If you yeah. like gambling, if this you're, is it. If this you're going to LVO, power. this is the one that you roll, you know, and then you go immediately yeah. to the craft that, that's table. The, that's yeah. the BDE psychic power. Like, somebody looks at your list and they're like, mental onslaught. Whoa. <laughs> I'm afraid of Dude, this if guy. You, if you pull up the LVO and deal 10 more wounds with this, I would just leave LVO and go gamble. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? <laughs> uh, so the next one up is psychic stimulus. Uh, it's a blessing with a psychic power warp charge of six. If manifested, select one friendly cult unit within 18 inches invisible to the Psyker. Uh, that unit is eligible to shoot and or declare a charge within a turn uh, in which it advanced or fell back. Uh, models in that unit do not suffer the penalty incurred to their hit rolls for firing assault weapons in the same turn in which their unit advanced. This is by far my favorite. I like this one the most. Yeah. Uh, yeah like get it. to shoot and charge uh, whether you advanced or fell back, which is great. And then also... You don't even suffer a penalty for assault weapons. Uh, I like this one a lot. It's pretty good. Uh, it's pretty good. Yeah. Uh, uh, I, last, I, I don't know if I like it more than mass hypnosis because fight last is just insane. But yeah, 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 yeah. Um, it's still really good. I mean, you could do both. You could do both. Why not both? both. <laughs> Why not both? Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, last but not least is Might from Beyond. It's a, another blessing. Uh, it has a warp charge value of six. If manifested, select one friendly cult unit within 18 inches and visible. Until the start of your next psychic phase, add one to the attack characteristic of the model in that unit. Um, it's okay. That is insane. Yeah. What are you talking about? It's okay. That's so good. Plus one attack. Bruh. Yeah. 
I, I still like psychic stimulus and, and mass hypnosis. Yeah, yeah, the yeah. Most. yeah. But like, think about freaking what's it called? Pierce chain gene sealers that get 40 attacks. You give them might from beyond, all of a sudden, 50 attacks? Bruh, that's insane. Oh, it says models. Yeah. Models. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. That's, okay. that's pretty yeah. good. It's, it's essentially the unit. Like, yeah, the whole yeah. unit gets plus one attack. Yeah, which, I don't know why they. Cool. Or one additional attack. Mm, mm. Pretty good. Pretty good. Yeah. What do you think Pretty about good. these psychic powers, John P? Uh, we still have three more. are good. Yeah, three are good. Three are meh. Or oh, sorry, three are good. Two are meh. One is um garbage. Super good. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> okay, man. Super good. Yeah, one is garbage. Yeah, yeah. but yeah. <laughs> All right. Okay. Dumpster fire. All right. Um, let's go over these chapter-approved rules, and then we'll head on over to uh, cult creeds, and then we'll jump back over to stratagems because um, there's cool. a lot of stuff that we have to unpack with cult creeds. But chapter-approved rules, um, who wants to go over this one? Yeah, I can do it. Yeah. Spoiler alert. All right. They're all pretty garbage. Yeah, they're but... all pretty bad. So <laughs> first things first, we are in the category of shadow operations. Uh, so this, uh, this one's called Sabotage Critical Location. It's a very long secondary. It takes up half the page. <laughs> it's probably the reason why they only have three secondaries, because they couldn't fit the fourth one. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, this one, essentially, after choosing deployment zones, uh, your opponent gets to select two locations, uh, and mark them as critical location markers on the battlefield. They have to be more than nine inches away from battlefield edges, and must be more than nine inches away from each critical location marker. Uh, and then when, after that happens, <laughs> uh, one or more infantry biker units from your army, excluding characters, um, can start to perform this action at the end of the move units step of the movement phase. You heard that right. The move units step, <laughs> not the end of the movement phase. So you can't do this with a, re a character or like unit that came in through reinforcements, which yeah, sucks. Yeah, deep strikes. You yeah, so deep strikes. deep strikes. Yeah, yeah, like half your army is going to be doing. <laughs> um, but yeah, so each time a unit starts to perform this action, they must be within three inches of the center of the critical locations, and no enemy units, excluding aircraft, can be within three inches. And this action is complete at the end of the turn, provided that you're still there at the end of the turn. Uh, you get points based on the battle round that you completed the action, so you get nine points if you do it on turn two. Seven for turn three, five for turn four, and three for turn five. Wait a minute, hold on. I think is this. Am I reading this correctly? Because I think it might. This might just be absolute hot garbage. So after choosing deployment zones, your opponent must place two critical location markers on the battlefield. Okay, each of their critical. So you don't even put these on objective markers. You just put them anywhere on the battlefield. Yep. I mean. That's I don't, I don't horrible. It, hold on, hold on. Yep. I, don't, I don't think it's that bad because, like, if your opponent doesn't put it on an objective and they put it somewhere outside, right? Like, uh -huh. it it could be more beneficial to you as the the GSC player because the thing is, is that you have several turns to still score fifteen on this, so it's not as bad as it looks. Uh, I kind of like it. It's pretty uh, bad because they could just put it, it like yeah. in their backfield and then just have a unit just sitting there. And then just, no, because yeah. it has to be. Does it have to more than other more than nine inches away from battlefield edge? Yeah. yeah. So I mean, it's it's like uh, so. There's two different ways to go about this. You can either 
place it on your primary objective, or you could place it away from your primary objective. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you're if you place it on the primary objective, you're probably an elite army, and you you don't have many units to spare. And then you know, so you're gonna be on that primary objective, protecting not only the primary but also your critical location. Um, so you know, you're doubling down on that. If you are an army that is like a uh, a horde, uh, you can place it not on a primary objective and just have you can dedicate just two units to being on the primary and on that critical location um, to like protect them and prevent them from scoring these points. <laughs> yeah, and like don't forget that Genesis Colts are not very tanky. So like yeah. <laughs> when you when you shove a unit up the board, it might just die, and so yeah, like you- it's gonna be pretty hard to get up the board. The amount of points that you score on this is pretty nuts. Like, yeah, you could get nine points by doing it just once um, on battle round two. But, bruh, that... I mean, even if, even if you just did round four and five, that's still eight points, which isn't terrible. It's not very good. It, this is shadow operations. Yeah, like, you could do other point. stuff like yep. rod. rod. Well, new, well, new rod. New rod. R- well, yeah. new rod R&D, you can use lying in wait. Oh. And just score yeah. that like super easily. Like, there's so many different ways they can score this. Like, I the don't only know thing that I would it. think about using this is if like I wanted to spread my uh, opponent's army out more and force them yeah. to to do something different. Yeah, but at that point, like you're sacrificing like points for it. I, I just sounds. Co- it's a- yeah. Oh, no, like I mean it's bad, but yeah. like I could see the potential for it. Yeah, I could see it in like a narrative game. Yeah. All right, Jumpy. What else we got? Yeah, it's very thematic, but yeah, it's yeah. It's, pretty, it's pretty bad. <laughs> um, next up, we've got one in Battlefield Supremacy, um, which is the one that has Stranglehold and Engage. Uh, but this one is called Brood Swarm. So at the end of your turn, score one victory point to a maximum of four for if you if you um, you know meet any of the following conditions. So if you have more models within your opponent's deployment zone than your opponent does. If you have more miles within your deployment zone than your opponent does, or if you have more miles on the battlefield that are in the dead man's land, uh, which it's which is in neither uh, player's deployment zones, uh, than your opponent does, and if you score all of the above, then you get one extra point. Yeah, this one's okay. It's, I can see not... this. I can see this doing well into custodes or doing yeah. well into uh, crusher stampede. Or something where the or yeah. even chaos demons, but or knights or death yeah. guard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There, there's yeah. some place for this. Yeah, yeah against knights, against knights, this is an auto take. <laughs> <laughs> you score fifteen. On round one, because it doesn't say like you don't score this on round one. So on round yeah, one, you're exactly. you, you're going to be able to get at least two points. Yep. Now you can get four points yeah. of lying in wait, dude. Uh, yeah, you just go like, into the you you take a five man squad against knights and you just put it inside their deployment zone and all of a sudden you have more models than they do inside their own <laughs> deployment zone. That's so funny. You have more models in your deployment zone just with just with one unit than their two thousand point army. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Easy, dude. Yeah. This is terrible. Bad. It's not. It's not that bad. It's better than sabotage critical location. Yeah, yeah. It's I, very I niche. Yeah, yeah. Like, like I, I think you can. You can confidently score two points each turn. Yeah. With this. Yeah. Yeah, yeah definitely. Ten points. But at that point, like, why not just take stranglehold? Yeah, or like, engage. Or engage. Like, you're going up against knights already. Uh hello, stranglehold. Easy. Easy points. <laughs> not um, with their new uh mile count rule. 
That's true. Oh yeah, that's true. If it's not OPSEC, yeah. Yeah, if it's not OPSEC. But, but um don't Arbingers and War Dogs get uh OPSEC? OPSEC. Now? Yeah, they do. Yep. Yeah. You know what I'm surprised about? There's not there's no like stratagems or anything to give something OPSEC in this book. Oh. Isn't that, that weird? Sounds like that sounds very uh, yeah. GSC and they yeah. didn't get that. Yeah. yeah. Strange. All right. What, what what do we got next? Last but not least, purge the enemy. Uh this one's called ambush. So at the end of the turn, at the end of your turn, at the end of your turn, you score victory points for the following ways. Score one victory point if one or more enemy units were destroyed this turn while they had a crossfire marker. Score one victory point if one or more were destroyed uh, this turn by units that were set up from ambush or from the underground. Score one or more if one or more enemy units were destroyed this turn as a result of a ranged attack. Made by a model from your army, and that enemy unit was exposed when it was selected as the target for this range attack. So wordy. It's okay. Yes, yeah. super wordy. Uh, what else is in Purge the Enemy? Is that uh, a board the witch, right? No, 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 no sorry. Uh, no, assassinate. assassinate. Titan Hunter, bring it down. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, like, Titan why Hunter take this when you can take Bring It Down now? Well, then you bring it down that's coming up. There's no point in bringing yeah. Purge the Enemy. You know, you know what's better than all these uh, secondaries? Frickin' the Imperial Guard specific one that just came out. <laughs> <laughs> Did you kill something? You get a point. point. Yeah. <laughs> Good job. Here's a point. Yeah. Like, what the heck? Okay. So, yeah, those are the secondaries. Um, yeah. I think that we beat that horse to the ground. Yeah, they're okay. Yeah, they're, they're all right. All right. All yeah. right, John P. Let's go for that marathon. You want to start telling us about these different cults that they have? All right, it's, it's it's my hour. Here we go. Yeah. All right, so first things first, the most infamous of all the cults is the Cult of the Four-Armed Emperor. Uh, this one is an all-arounder kind of army. Um, their army traits are that you can reroll charge rolls, and um, you gain the benefits of light cover against range attacks if your attacker is more than 12 inches away. That's yeah. pretty cool. Yes, yeah. Tide of Shadows. Pretty yeah, good. Yeah, Tide of Shadows. Yep. Yeah. You know what's good about this is that it makes like things like your trucks, which is like your basic like rhino equivalent, but just better. Yeah. Makes it uh have a two up save. Yeah, that's pretty cool. That's, that's pretty, pretty good. good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Especially considering the fact that this army like is pretty fast, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Pretty like, fast. So good. I was gonna say it's like Drakari. It's it's fast and glass cannon. Yeah, you get to yeah. dictate the fight so you you get to choose when you want to be more than 12 inches away and then you get to choose when you're just in in that mm -hmm. person <laughs> yeah when you want to get in there yeah, yeah. um uh, yeah yeah go ahead go ahead sorry uh the warlord trait is pretty it, it can be really good or it can be really bad <laughs> um so this one is you uh, if you are near your warlord and you spend a strategic ploy stratagem or battle tactic stratagem, you can reduce the CP cost of that stratagem by one to a minimum of zero. Uh, and you have to be with you have to use it on a cult of four-armed emperor unit that's within twelve inches of the warlord. So if you're just you know grouping up around your warlord, just spending CP each turn, uh, you can save yeah. up to five CP with this. Pretty okay. Yeah, I'm pretty okay. okay. It's okay. Yeah. 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 Uh, Plan generations in the making, though. Yep. That's this is the hype one. Yeah. Plan generations in the making. Zero CP. Uh, it's essentially agents of the Vec. Mm -hmm. Um, 
So use the stratagem after your opponent uses the stratagem, excluding command reroll until the end of that battle. CP cost your opponent must pay is increased by one. It can only use this stratagem once. Pretty good. That's I like it. it. Yeah, yep. it's it's a little it's better than what it was before. Um, it still kept the baller name because I just love that name so much for stratagem. A plan, yeah. generations in the making. Um, <laughs> before this thing used to cost three CP, and you had to roll to see if it even did anything. <laughs> oh my goodness! Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. Now it's only zero CP, so I'm okay with it. Yeah. Pretty good. Uh, what else we got here? Uh, relic. The relic's okay. It's a sword. Uh, plus one strike, minus four AP, one damage. You get to make four additional attacks, and then um, sixes to hit auto wound. Eh. Uh, not much to say here, but yeah. uh, I will say let's move on to the psychic spell. This one is a very painful movement debuff that you can put in an enemy unit. Um, warp charge of seven. Uh, manifest or sorry, manifest on seven. Select an enemy unit within eighteen inches and visible uh, until the start of your next psychic phase. That unit. Is subtracted three for the movement characteristic, half the advance rolls, and minus two for charge rolls. You missed one thing out of all that. There's a very important thing in here. It says excluding units that can fly. Ah, yes, excluding units that can fly. Almost like all of the Tau army. Yeah, that's nuts. Yeah, yeah. Look at this guy talking about Tau right now. (laughs) Always finds the way to bring in Tau. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Slip that in for the greater good. But but if you're looking at something like Vanguard Vets, like all of a sudden now they have a nine inch move, um, and then if they need to make a charge, if you're 18 inches away with a nine inch move and minus two to charge rolls, uh, good luck. Yeah, you you forget Vanguard Vets can fly. Oh, they can fly. Uh, Yeah, yeah, they have a jetpack. Oh no. Yeah, so this uh, this one's not as good as you. Yeah, Blaygard Vets. Yeah, but Blaygard Vets are like, (laughs) they move five inches, so it doesn't matter. Yeah, six inches. Or, yeah, whatever it is. Yeah. Yeah. Until Space Marine Codex 2.0 comes off. Yeah. Here's a Blaygard Vet with a jump pack. (laughs) (laughs) All right. um, Let's go on to the next one. Yeah, the Hive Cult. Uh, This one is good for... Oh, shit, there's so many. We could just burn through these. Yeah, yeah, let's go through it. Uh, This one is... uh, Based around movement and performing actions, uh, I would say this one leans towards Neophyte builds and Hand Flamer Acolytes. Uh, so with the army traits is that you can uh, shoot in a turn in which they fell back, uh, but you get a minus one, so Ultramarines. And you can perform actions on a turn in which they fell back or advanced. And that you can also shoot uh, and not fail the action. So yeah, super good for Rod. I yeah, like this one. especially with the new uh, R&D and stuff that's coming out where bikers can do it. So that means that yeah. your Adeline Jackals can actually like advance and just do those actions, which is nice. Yep. Pretty good. Yeah. Uh, Waller trait, we can just skip over it. The Relic's pretty pretty interesting. Each time the bear makes a melee attack, unmodified wound rolls of fives. Um, saving throws, including invulnerable save throws, cannot be made. Um, so yeah. For your save roll. Um, the stratagem is pretty neat. You spend one CP and you just you can just automatically put a crossfire marker on the unit. Yeah. Why waste? Yeah, why yeah. waste uh having another unit shoot it? But yeah, uh, synaptic blast. We'll just skip. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, okay. I I, yeah, I like guys... this. It's okay. Um, I don't think it's like one of the better ones. I think I would still take uh, forearmed emperor over this more than anything. Yeah. Uh, depending on what the new rules are going to be for the future GT stuff. 
Yeah. What do you think, Domenico? I, I like it just because of all the things that you can do after performing it in action. Yeah. I, I mean, it's just points. Like, that's all I see when I, when I read that is, like, the possibility of points. Yeah, but, like, yeah, this, this, I was going to say, this is a, I was, I was going to say, this feels like a safe choice, though, where you just play the mission yeah. really well. Yeah, yeah, and, like, if you really think about it, like, doing an action, you only need to do it with, like, one unit, right? Whatever action you're doing. Like, you know, if you're doing engage, or not engage, if you're doing something like rod, you only need it to be activated for just one singular unit, and that's it, you know? So like after it applies to that one unit, then uh, that that power or that like trait is pretty much useless for the rest of that turn. You know what I mean? So when I'm yeah. looking for like efficiency, I want to see stuff that's active throughout the entire turn that well, I can like constantly I, use on multiple units. Like I could see like you know you get into a situation where like you fell back onto to an objective and you need to like raise the banners. So like then you just raise and earn whatnot. Like I, I can see it for that too. Yeah. But yeah. you also think like if you have a unit come out of the underground three inches away, um, it's probably really close to an enemy unit. You wanna probably shoot that enemy unit. But you're also in range to rod two for one. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I can see that. All right, next one. What we got? <laughs> All right, next one. Uh next one's called the Pauper Princess. Pauper, Pauper. Uh these are your melee cult. Uh, so each time a model with this creed makes a melee attack, uh, add one to the hit roll. It's essentially the Space Wolves, um, army trait. Mm -hmm. And then you can ignore any or all modifiers for combat attrition. So if you're up against Night Lords, I'm just kidding. <laughs> night Lords. <laughs> yeah. Current Night Lords. Yeah. yeah. Uh, um, let's see. I have it marked down that the Warlord trait is pretty good for this one. Not the Warlord trait, the Relic. The relic's pretty good, uh, considering you're a very fragile army. Uh, if you're within six inches of the relic bear, models in that unit have a five-up invuln. Yeah, pretty good. Pretty good. Yeah, it's pretty good. Um, the only problem is just that it's only core. So yeah. ah, yes. things like your neophyte hybrids and stuff like that will get it, or your Adelan jackals will get it. Um I I still I still think that it's better to just take the cult of the four armed emperor. All yeah, these things, all same. these things. Pff, hit me with something good, John P. Something yeah, awesome. Let's let's hear Xeno Prophet. So this yeah. one <laughs> revolves around unquestioning loyalty. So after you make after you fail save throw for your warlord, you don't roll the dice for unquestioning loyalty. It's just automatically passed. You oh. instead of picking a unit within three inches, you could do six inches. Oh. Yeah, so you just pick someone that's six inches away and like, hey, man, you're going to take this bullet from me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, thank you, sir. Thank you, sir. <laughs> sounds very guardy. Yeah, sounds very yeah, real guardy. Yeah. Okay. Um, let's see. Yeah, that was everything else we can kind of just look over. Mm -hmm. Um, Next up, Rusted Claw. This one's okay. We can just skip over this one. I didn't really have anything. Yeah, nothing really here. sticks out to it. Yeah. yeah. Um, Bladed Cog. This one's... Uh, you've got a lot happening with this one. So, Moss with this Creed, get a 6-up Invuln, which, uh, if you're running like a Horde, adds up. Um, you can reroll one Wound Roll when resolving attacks. And you get an additional 3-inch to your ranged weapons, uh, excluding grenades and demolition. There you go. Yeah. I like this. Yeah, yeah nice all-round. Okay. Yeah. Let's it's see. 
It's, it's just like I keep saying, yeah, it's okay because like there's like two that are very obvious on what are the best ones. Yeah, and ones yeah. yet to come. Yeah. Uh, let's see. The spell is. I thought the spell was pretty good. You get a warp charge. It's a warp charge to five. It's a blessing. So you point at, it, or if you get it off, then uh, units, friendly units within three inches of the psyker, um, essentially they get the admic Lucius buff. So anything that is d- damage one, um, you get a plus one to your armor save. So, yeah, uh, okay. It doesn't specify core, so you can put it on things like. Uh, what are they called? Jackals? <laughs> well, jackals runners. are core, but you can put it on oh, like ridge gang. runners and trucks and yeah. stuff. Yeah. Yeah. That. yeah. Okay, Ooh. here we go, Matt. We're going we're getting to the good one. Oh! T- oh, oh, Twisted Helix! Oh! Twisted Helix. This is the one um, that is very melee focused. Yeah. Um, so you add plus, you add one to your strength characteristic. Add one to your move characteristic, and you get a little mini transhuman. So unmodified wound rolls of one or two always fail, irrespective of any abilities. Pretty really dang good. good. Absolutely disgusting. It's so mm-hmm. good. Oh my goodness, I love it. Yeah. God, yeah. getting plus one move and plus one strength is already so yeah, good. Yeah, I know. Dude, <laughs> plus one move characteristic? That means that things like... you, it, like. Your jackals that move fourteen now move fifteen inches. Uh, your gene, your freaking pure strain gene sorters now move nine inches with advance and charge. And if you take like the thing where you get your scout move, you'd make a normal move. Gene, pure strain gene sorters now move nine inches outside the deployment zone, and then they could just advance and charge. Adeline jackals get to move fifteen inches out of their deployment zone. That's disgusting. It's so good. <laughs> so good. Yeah. Uh, Warlord trait, you get plus one damage to melee characteristics of the Warlord. Pretty yeah, good. Pretty pretty good. Yeah. If your yeah. Warlord is a blender. It's mm. uh, good against the Death Guard. Oh, yeah. It negates yeah. their stuff. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, the Relic's pretty neat. You can get an additional genomic enhancement. Um, I don't know the genomic enhancement off the top of my head. Is, is getting two pretty good, Matt? Or no? <laughs> it's, it's all right. Um... It's like, uh, it's like, think of it like, uh, uh, what's it called? Like buffs from, uh, oh, from well, earlier. It's like, think of it like buffs that Chaos Spawn get, kind of. Let me, let me read them off real quick on what you can grab. Um, it's not, it's nothing like game breaking. It's nothing crazy, is all I'm saying. Uh, gotcha. It's not like you're gonna want to, you, you, you can leave home without it and not feel bad. Yo, okay. The stratagem's really good. Yeah, the stratagem's like pretty good. Stratagem's pretty good. So, <laughs> use the stratagem in the five phase. Uh, when a twisted helix aberrant or a twisted helix abominant uh, yeah. unit from your army is selected to fight, till the end of your turn, each model destroyed by an attack made by this model counts as two for the purposes of morale. Each mm-hmm. time a model in that unit fights, it can frenzy. If it does, uh, until the fight resolve, add one to that model's attack characteristic and change the damage characteristic of melee weapons is equivalent to one. It's all for one CP. Really this good. would be great if aberrants and abominants were actually good, but they're oh. they're they're still pretty that's, expensive. That's they're not that great comparatively to other stuff they can get. Um, they're so expensive. You could just run pure strain gene sealers, and yeah, the stratagem. It's all right. If you want to bring aberrants, go ahead. Th- th- this makes it okay, I guess. Eh. Yeah. 
And last but not least, we get the psychic spells blessing. Um, it essentially is um, until the start of your next psychic phase each time a model in that unit makes a melee attack. Uh, sixes auto wound. This one yeah. I love. Yeah, I'm okay with this one. Um, a lot of your stuff is going to be like AP three, so being able to auto wound on that is pretty choice, pretty good <laughs> with the mal attacks that you get. Um, yeah. Then you have yeah, the custom that's... stuff. Yeah, the custom stuff. What do you guys think of the the, the pre built stuff? Obviously, there's some good ones and a lot of bad ones, but <laughs> yeah. Um, Cult of the Forearmed, I think, is really good, and I think that Twisted Helix is also really good. Those are the best two, in my opinion. Just I like cause... those two in, in the Hive Cult. Yeah, Hive Cult's decent. I'm okay with Hive Cult. Um, but just even Popper Prince, I can see it being used every once in a while, but. I would honestly still run Cult of the Forearm. Just that being able to have light cover on like your vehicles that have like a three up save or a four up save really makes it so then they're just a little bit more tanky. Um and then Twisted Helix is just insane. The thing is crazy. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. My favorite's forearms. Just yeah, it's got everything. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like you can run double detachments. Like if you run yeah, you can run definitely. one detachment of Twisted Helix is what I'll see is what like I'll I'm guessing you're going to see a lot is just one detachment of Twisted Helix with pure strange gene sealers and then another detachment of like Forearmed Emperor or Hive Cold or Papa Prince, one of those. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. 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 All right. Okay. Uh, we could skip through the custom ones and then go straight to stratagems. Okay. Yeah. Because uh, we'll be here for like another five hours. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I, I think, do want to. <laughs> I, I think it's weird the way that it's set up compared to everything else mm -hmm. like I, i'm sure that's probably what you're gonna bring up john p because i was just yeah doing that. yeah i mean I, I actually i actually like the new setup for these custom cults where you, it's a point system and yeah. each each trait gets like a point value mm -hmm. um so you could do like a trait that's worth three points and a trait that's worth one point or you just do four traits that are worth one point to make your own custom cult i think it's cool it's different mm -hmm. yeah i, I do we don't have to it, talk about all of them there's a lot of them but yeah yeah there's a lot <laughs> Um, you could definitely mix and match, and you could become a Goosebumps book. Choose your <laughs> choose, choose your, your adventure. own adventure. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, it's it's I right. I like yeah. The, this Say whole book is written really it. well. I think, like the the book is written well, even though it's wordy. Um, so there's like a lot of stuff that you can do with it. But let's go with stratagems. All right. How do you guys want to deal with this one? <laughs> um, want to do like everybody gets a page. Yeah, sure, 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 sure. Okay, so okay. bore through one CP. Uh, when you're attacking a monster or vehicle unit, uh, you get to reroll your wound roll. Uh, this is for Gene Sword Cult unit, so pretty good. Uh, I, th I think it's okay if you really need to burst down something like uh, Crusher Stampede or Knights or anything like that. I think it's like it's pretty good. Uh, rapid advance one CP. Uh, in the movement phase, you can choose uh, gene stealers, bikers, or vehicles, and you just get to auto advance six inches. This thing is powerful. Anything that lets you auto advance six inches when you have access to things that can advance and charge, it is absolutely nuts. That is so good. Um, I love it. One CP two, perfect. Give me five. Uh, yeah, that's one, yeah, one with the shadows. Uh, this one. Um, 
Uh, do, 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 uh, when a G-Sir Colts infantry unit from your army is selected as the target of attack until the end of the phase, each time a range attack is allocated to a model in that unit while it is receiving the benefits of cover, add an additional one to any armor-saving throws made against that attack. If you want to waste CP to save some of your chaff units, go for it. I don't think it's worth it. Um, I don't think that any defensive buffs are really worth it unless it's like one CP transhuman. Uh, dig them out. This one lets you just automatically get exposed on a unit if you're within 12 inches for ranged attacks. That is nuts. So if you yeah. have things like your Ridge Runners or uh, your Rock Grinders or even your Neophytes, um, you can just pop this, get plus one to wound. Insane. Uh, for one CP. A lot, of the, a lot of these stratagems are one CP, and like that's nuts. Uh, overload fuel cells. This one I think that you're going to be using a lot of, especially if you're taking seismic cannons, because seismic cannons are just so, so good. Uh, you get to add one to the damage characteristic of that attack, so you're looking at damage two or damage three for seismic cannons, which is nuts. Um, and this is only for industrial weapons, so, you know, seismic cannons are definitely in there. Uh, but you can also use things like mining lasers to get damage characteristics of plus one, so you're looking at D6 plus one. That's pretty nice. Uh, if it's a melee weapon, add one to the strength characteristic of that attack. Um, and if any unmodified hit rolls of one are made for the attacks, it basically becomes a plasma weapon. So you take a mortal wound. Hmm. <laughs> 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 hmm. I don't know. Those are always fun. <laughs> yeah, it's it's a fun time. Uh, monstrous vigor one CP. This is for aberrance and abominance. You get <laughs> you get transhuman for them. Don't don't. Don't use it. <laughs> I'm so sad about Aberrants because I love them, but they lost, like, some durability for, like, a one point in toughness, and it's just, like, oh, not that great. It, it's, it sounds like they they could be good, but they yeah. aren't. Because, yeah, like, exactly. they get this dragon, they get that one thing we were talking about earlier with Entwisted Helix, but, yeah. Yeah, it's just, like, there's just other things that are more point efficient. But if yep. you want to run Aberrants... One CP transhuman, but the unit has to contain five or fewer models. Um, otherwise, it costs two CP. Uh, and then we have Raking Fire. This is for Adelins um, or Achilles Ridge Runners. Basically, uh, until the end of the phase, each time a model in that unit makes an attack, if the target has a crossfire marker and was exposed when it was selected as the target, you can reroll the hit roll. Boom! You get to reroll your hit rolls. When you're hitting on threes, that's pretty spicy. All for that one CP. Yeah. For one CP. Really Pretty good. Yeah. All right. Who's up next? We have three more pages to go. Right. I'll oh do I'll do this page. Okay. All right. Uh starting off, mass firearms, one CP. Uh use a stratagem in your shooting phase. When a Colts crossfire unit from your army uh that contains six or more models is selected to shoot. So at the end of the phase, each time a model in that unit makes a ranged attack. If all the models in that unit target one enemy unit that is a crossfire marker and unmodified hit roll of six automatically wounds. Pretty good, especially with seismic yep. cannons. Yep. Six is yep. hit on a wound. Yep. Uh, yep. Next up, devoted crew, one CP. Use this stratagem in your command phase. Select one gene stealer cult vehicle model from your army until the start of your next command phase. The model is considered to have its full wounds remaining purposes, so... Yeah, I think every army has this now almost, right? Like, oh, you can operate on top bracket. One CP. There you go. Yeah. Yeah, but you know what's crazy? Not not all armies have it for one CP. That's Most true. of them are like two CP. This one is at one CP. That's a bargain. I'd buy that for a dollar. Yep. 
uh, hyper uh, metabolism, uh, which I do not have. One CP. <laughs> this use the stratagem in your command phase. Select one character model from your army. That model regains up to D three lost wounds. Eh. That's. Uh, I mean, well, yeah. Other armies yeah. have models that just do that for them. Yeah. Also, other armies have that same strat, but it costs two CP. So <laughs> just discounts on discounts. Uh, rugged to blow one CP. Use the stratagem in any phase when a vehicle model from your army, uh, equipped with a cache of demolition charges, is destroyed. Do not roll to see if the model explodes. It automatically explodes. Auto explodes. He said, yeah, he yeah, said yeah. rigged to blow. <laughs> rugged. He said rugged. rugged. It's, it's rigged. Oh, it's rigged. rigged. Yeah. Sorry. That's uh, fine. I thought it was funny. <laughs> yeah. You ever have wet whips? <laughs> yeah. Uh, data parasite one CP or two CP. Uh, in your movement phase, select an uh enemy vehicle within eighteen inches invisible of the uh was that Clamavus model uh yeah, from your character. army. Uh, if that enemy vehicle model's characteristic uh can change, it suffers damage. Roll one d six on a three up until the start of your next command phase. That enemy vehicle model is considered to have half the number of wounds remaining for the purpose of determining what those characteristics are. The enemy vehicle model has the Titanic keyword. This costs two CP. So yeah. wordy. It's so wordy, but it's basically saying that you select an enemy model and then uh, they just act. Have that, its yeah. You just have its wounds characteristic. Yep. Um, you know, it's funny. What's that? If you use this on a Harrodin at full health, it doesn't bring it down. To... Oh, really? <laughs> oh my God, yeah, you're right. Yeah, because 34, eight, right? Half, yeah. Oh yeah. If he, if he has dermic symbiosis, it doesn't bring it down, <laughs> and it would cost two CP. So there's no point. Jesus. <laughs> All right. Um, what do we got next? Legendary demise two CP. Use the stratagem in any phase when a uh, Keller morph model from your army is destroyed by an enemy model. Do not remove it from play. It can, after the attacking models uh, finish making its attacks, shoot as if it were the shooting phase, or, uh, oh, yeah, it's just shoot. It can shoot. Shoot yeah. on death, fight on death. Say, yeah, no, no fight, just shoot. Oh, just shoot. Yeah, the the name's pretty The name's pretty epic, Legendary Demise. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's just shooting as he dies. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's not that great, but just because it's 2 CP. Um, yeah. But, yeah. All right, what else we got? Uh, Gestalt Consciousness, 1 CP. Use the stratagem in the psychic phase. Psychic model from your army manifests a blessing psychic power that instructs you to select a friendly unit. When selecting a unit uh, to be affected by that psychic power, you can select one unit anywhere on the battlefield. That's really good. Oh. That's really good. 1 CP? Yeah, pretty good. And I'll, I'll pick anything on the table? Yeah. yeah. You you can one pick CP, something that just came out of the darkness. One yeah. CP for mental onslaught. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> but like having something where uh, they can't uh, fight last from any, like yeah. from anywhere on the board, that's pretty good. Well, it has to be a blessing. Well, it has to be a friendly. Oh, unit, it has to be. Oh, so it's okay, a, okay. It has to be a blessing. Uh, so we're talking. Oh, plus like one attack. Psychic, yeah, psychic yeah. stimulus plus one attack. Yeah, that's pretty yeah, good. You're yeah, your gene sealers are just shot up the board. Yeah. <laughs> All right. What's the uh, next Reckless one? Demolitions, one CP. Use the stratagem in the fight phase. 
Uh, unit from your army selected to fight, select one model equipped with a grenade weapon. Uh, until the end of the phase, the model can only attack with that grenade weapon and can do so even if within engagement range of the enemy. It does not make a number of attacks equal to the weapon's characteristic type. Uh, each time that model makes an attack with that weapon, an unmodified hit roll of two is always successful on an unmodified hit roll of one. After the model unit has finished making all of its attacks, one model in that unit is destroyed. It's pretty good for demolition charges. Um, yeah. Pretty cool. It's all right. They lost uh, their strat where they could just toss like 10 demolition charges. <laughs> but, you know, it's pretty cool that still. That was pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, we don't have to go over the, the, the uh, red ones. Yeah, the requisition stratagems. Yeah. They're oh, yeah, yeah. Universal. Those, those are just buff. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. All right. Yeah. Somebody's up. Okay. All right, Joppy. Let's go. What we got? All right. Pack Hunters, select an enemy unit, six switches, and visible to a jackal unit from your army. Each time, until the end of the phase, each time a model in uh, another friendly cult unit makes a range attack, uh, they get the benefit of exposed. 2 CP though, 2 CP for plus one the wound, and your jackal has to be six inches and visible. Yeah, so. well it actually stacks with the jackal's ability because a jackal ability is that when they're within six inches of something, they get crossfire marker. So, oh. um, you know, they shoot at something, they give it a crossfire marker, and then they also become exposed as well. Okay. Pretty good for 2 CP. Oh, yeah. yeah. When you put it that way, it's yeah. pretty good. <laughs> it's pretty yeah. good. It's pretty good. Um, next up, we've got Genetic Lineage for 1 CP. Use this in the charge phase for an Acolyte Hybrid or a Metamorph uh, unit from your army. Um, advance to charge. 1 CP advance to charge for uh, hybrids or Acolyte Hybrids or Hybrid metamorph Metamorphs. Yeah, boy. Advance and charge. That Everything is good. getting advanced to charge. Pretty good. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Let's see. Next up, meticulous uprising. Two CP. Uh, let's see. Use this when you would reveal your ambush markers. If you're playing uh, a smaller game, like one thousand points or less, you can remove one. If you're playing a larger game, two thousand points or more, you can remove up to two. Uh, for each ambush marker you removed, set them up again anywhere on the battlefield that's wholly within your deployment zone and more than nine inches away from enemy models. Yeah, and once Hell you've done so, yeah, you can reveal all your ambush markers. Redeploy, essentially. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's pretty good. Pretty uh, good. I think that these are all strategic ploys, right? Yep. The ones that you're reading off. So that means, yeah. boom, minus one if you, uh, minus, uh, or uh, one less CP when you use, uh, what's it called? Oh, that one's Warlord Trait? Oh, uh, the Warlord Trait. Yeah, boy, if yeah, you're in yeah. Cult of the Forearmed Emperor... That means yeah. that the the pack hunters one, one yeah. CP, one anything CP. that's one CP, it's zero CP. Pretty yeah. good. Well, you have to be twelve inches near your warlord. Yeah, but yeah. still, you know, is 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 your warlord gonna be with your jackal? <laughs> that far Maybe, up? dude, lying in wait, <laughs> dude, lying in wait, dude. Yeah. He's just yeah, waiting there. Yeah. Wait, don't they also have a relic that increases auras by three inches? Uh, they do. Yeah. Yeah, I'm so not sure if it counts to that warlord well, trait, but it, yeah. It, it's a max of nine. Yeah. Ah, yeah. Lame. But for this redeploy, you get one CP redeploy if you take that water trait, though. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Pretty, Pretty good. good. Yeah. Uh, okay, next one. This one is called Clandestine Goals for one CP. You essentially get to repick your one secondary objective. Garbage. Yeah. <laughs> if you made a mistake during your <laughs> select. Oh, why did I take this? Yeah. Not oh, I accidentally took. Uh, what's it called? 
Titan the one Hunter. that's not Rod. Yeah, it's Titan, Titan Hunter. Hunter. <laughs> that is kind of good though, because like you know, because your opponent, I don't, I, I don't know. I kind of like this, dude. I'll, I, I'll I like can it. imagine you. You so sabotage critical location takes a lot of setup, right? I could, yeah. could you imagine you take sabotage critical location? And you're just like, nah, nah, nah. I'm gonna take something else instead. Yeah, well, you're <laughs> just you're making them run off the clock. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's your that's your goal. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, that'd be funny. Yeah. Okay, hold on. I lost my page. Okay, booby trap is a booby trap. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> this one costs one CP. Uses at the end of your turn. Select one objective marker you control that has a uh, Raytuck the Saboteur or Gene Stealer Colt's core unit uh, within range of it. The next time an enemy unit, excluding aircraft, uh, makes any kind of move within range of that objective marker, roll a d6 on a 2 to 4. Enemy unit suffers d3. On a 5 up, it suffers 3. It can only use the stratagem once. Eh. Eh, it's okay. You know, um, Grey Knights have this ability, but you have to pay for it as an upgrade, and no one takes it. So I don't see why <laughs> you would use what CP to use this. For three mortal wounds? Yeah, yeah. 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 It's okay. One does a smite. Yeah. Or not just use that... That, what's that one? Mental spell? onslaught. Mental onslaught <laughs> instead. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, lurk in the shadows. Excuse me. Uh, for two CP, use this in your opponent's shooting phase. Select one of your genes or cult's infantry. Until the end of the phase, each time a model in that enemy, each time an enemy model shoots, if that unit is not the closest eligible target or within twelve inches of the enemy model, then until shooting is resolved, the enemy model cannot target that unit. In addition. Until the end of the phase, if the selected unit has a bodyguard ability, it loses that ability. Yeah, so basically it's a cloud of flies. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. It's cloud of flies. That's actually what it is. Yep. Yeah. Uh, Return to the Shadows is a 1 CP. Let's see. So in your movement phase, when a infantry unit from your army is selected to move, or in your fight phase, uh, when an infantry model in your infantry unit from your army has resolved all the attacks, but before it makes a consolidation move, uh, da, 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 if it's six inches away, okay. So if it's more than six inches away, um, during the consolidation unit uh, phase, you can remove it from the battlefield and redeploy it and reinforcements. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah nice fight, Woo. bro. You think I'm exposed? See you. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's pretty good. This is gonna be something that's uh gonna be pretty good for things like um uh R and D stuff like that. Yep. Um. Yep. It's basically just a watered down version of what Admech had with uh, the booster, oh, booster strat. thrust. Yeah, yeah, booster thrusters just watered down more because uh, you know, that was broken when it first dropped. So mm, yeah, you know, yeah, pretty good. All right, those uh, are all you want me to keep good. Uh, I, <laughs> here, I, I I can do this last one. That's fine. Okay. All right. All right. Uh, next up, we have covering fire. This is one CP. Use a stratagem in your charge phase. Select one unit that has the crossfire marker until the end of the turn. That unit cannot fire Overwatch. Set to defend or perform heroic interventions. Pretty, That's pretty good. good. Pretty good. That's pretty darn good. Yeah, especially when you consider that you can still soup this army. You lose like your crossfire ability, but something like a Nexos, you can still uh, apply a crossfire keyword to an enemy unit. So you can still apply a crossfire marker onto an enemy unit and still get access to this one CP strat if you were to soup Gene Sears in, and you can stop somebody from firing Overwatch. So pretty good. I like it. 
And if you're in a cult of forearmed emperor, psh, zero CP. <laughs> uh, tunnel crawlers. This one is one CP here. Use a stratagem in your charge phase. Select one area terrain feature until the end of the turn. Each time a Gene Sir Colt's infantry unit from your army declares a charge against an enemy unit within that area terrain feature, enemy units cannot fire Overwatch or be set to defend. And also, uh, your Gene Sir Colt's infantry unit ignores the effects of difficult ground uh, for that area terrain feature. So, you have two ways to deny Overwatch in this wow. army which is pretty nuts one of them requires a crossfire marker the other one just requires them to be on an area terrain feature um this also makes it nice uh if you're playing with player place terrain because if they yep. put down a uh difficult ground terrain next to one of their units you could just be like nah 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 nah, nah. <laughs> i'm still making that charge you can't stop yeah, yeah yeah it's yep. pretty good um next up we have fanatical devotion is one cp uh, this one, um, uh, blah, blah, blah. select one enemy unit that is within engagement range of a Patriarch, Primus, or Magus unit from your army. One friendly core unit that is within six inches of the enemy unit and not within engagement range can perform a heroic intervention. So it's just a heroic intervention for, uh, your core units, um, move up to six inches, all that stuff. Uh, Space Wolf yeah. stuff. Yep. So pretty nice. Uh, next we have Roaming Engagement 2CP. Uh, use stratagem in your shooting phase after making uh, attacks with Adeline or Achilles Ridge Runners units from your army. That unit can make a normal move up to seven inches. So you're looking at fire and fade for um, uh, for Gene Circles, which is pretty nice. You could just have your Adeline Jackals just run up, um, <laughs> shoot something, and then run off. It's like one of the coolest things that you could do with Gene Circles. I love it. Just toss demolition charges and run um, away. Yeah, and then just run off. <laughs> Uh, coordinated assault. This is one CP. Uh, use this in the fight phase. Select one enemy unit that has a crossfire marker and is within engagement range of any Gene Cult units from your army. So then the phase that unit is not eligible to attack. So we got a fight last stratagem as well. So not only do you have uh, your psychic power that gives you fight last, you can also pop this for one CP to give off fight last as well. So nice. again, if you use a Nexus uh, unit, you can apply a crossfire marker. If you were to suit Gene Cults uh, in with your army. Uh, you can use your crossfire marker, apply to something, boom, one CP. Not only can you not <laughs> do Overwatch, but guess what? Boom, you're also fight last. Also have a psychic power for another fight last. Boom, boom, easy. Boom, boom. So multi-charges are going to be great for Jacer Colts. Um, neural Overload, one CP. This is for a Sanctus model. I don't know what a Sanctus model does, so I'm just going to skip this. All right, Summon Familiar. Yeah. This is one CP. Uh, use a stratagem in your command phase. Select one Gene Circle's model from your army that is equipped with a psychic familiar. Uh, that model can use that familiar's ability one additional time during the battle. That's basically your familiars give you re-roll your psychic test. You can re-roll one psychic test. Uh, so you get to re-roll another psychic test. Um, cool. You can't re-roll the same one because you can't re-roll the same dice twice. So... Yeah, there you go. Uh, primed Explosive, 1 CP. Use a stratagem in your shooting phase when a Gene Sir Colts model from your army shoots with a grenade weapon or a cache of demolition charges. Until the end of the phase, do not roll to determine the number of attacks. You just fire at max. So if you have uh, demolition charges, they're all D6. Boom, you just get a flat 6. Couple this with uh, one of the stratagems that I think that you get with uh, one of the Colts and or another stratagem from earlier on uh you get to uh do six attacks at max and then uh you can do an engagement range boom close demolitions that's what yeah. you're looking for yeah, yeah 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 
pretty good stratagems, honestly. All of them being one CP is nuts. That's crazy. Yeah, so much and value. If, if you take the four-armed emperor, there's zero. Yeah, yeah there's <laughs> zero, which is crazy. All right, uh, we're ending off this with the units. Um, these are some of the units that I think are really good. <sighs> we'll go through these. Uh, I think the first one that we should go with is the Patriarch. Uh, Patriarch moves eight, has advance and charge, uh, four up invulnerable save. This is brought up from the last time, uh, from the last Patriarch where it was only like, I think it was a five up invulnerable save because it's just a glorified broodlord. Um, so you have that, uh, you have advance and charge, get to ignore combat attrition. Cool, I guess. <laughs> nice. Um, uh, but he hits like a truck. He gets, uh, six attacks. Um, each time an attack is made with a weapon, you also get to re-roll the wound roll. He has, uh, strength five. And if you get a wound roll of six, he has an AP characteristic of minus six and a damage characteristic of three. So, <laughs> pretty <AP> good. <laughs> yeah, dude. But <laughs> this is coming from the towel player with his hammerheads. <laughs> He's like, <laughs> AP six. That, that's cute. <laughs> um... So that one's pretty good. What do you guys think of the Patriarch? He's an HQ unit. How many points? Like 140? No. No way. Uh, nah, like what, 90? Patriarch. Maybe? Oh, the Patriarch is 140. Yeah. Really? Yeah. It's seven power. Seven power yeah. usually means 140. Yeah. Uh, around there. Yeah. Two psychic powers. John P's ready for Age of Sigmar. He knows smite. <laughs> he knows two psychic powers. He can deny one. He can cast two psychic powers. So he's a little bit better than a regular Broodlord. So. Yeah. It's yeah. pretty good. 140 points. You, you get a really... This is a really good beat stick, honestly. Yeah. 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 But the four-up invuln, pretty good. Um, next up, we have the Primus. Uh, Primus is nice. Uh, I really like the Primus. He has a two-up save. Or is it three-up? I can't tell. Uh, I'm looking at, like, the printed... Or the photocopied version of this, and I can't tell if it's a two-up save or a three-up oh, save. I think it's a two. Maybe it's a two? I don't know. Whatever yeah, his save don't... is, it's probably garbage. I'm going to say it's garbage. I'm going to say that's like a seven. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, the Primus is really good. He's basically a captain and lieutenant put together, uh, which is really nice. Uh, he has uh, two-up weapon skill, two-up ballistic skill. Um, so, you know, he can still perform in combat. But uh, he can give a core unit. He has an aura to give core units uh, reroll hit rolls of one, which is nice. And then he also has meticulous planner, where you can uh, select a uh, core unit within nine inches of the model. And until the next command phase, you, they get to reroll wound rolls of one. If you upgrade him with um, uh, one of the upgrades that uh, selects a Primus model, you can do this twice, once per battle. Uh, so, and it doesn't have to be core. So you can apply it to things like your ridge runners and stuff like that. So pretty good. Yeah. Uh, I like it. He's only like 80 points too. So it's just, that's crazy. 80 points wow. for a captain and Lieutenant model. That's nuts. You know who else, you know, uh, what else can do that as a marshal? <laughs> yeah. Screw you. And the marshal's like, what? 40 points. Po ah, dang it. <laughs> that's good. This guy's a lot better than Marshall. Yeah. Though. <laughs> uh, so he's good. Uh, the next one that I want to highlight here, it, we're going to leave like the best one for last, but we're going to jump on over to the Keller Morph. Everybody's favorite pew pew uh, cowboy with four arms and like four guns. Love this guy. If you liked him before, you're going to love him now. He's 
awesome. Uh, whenever he does an attack, he has a weapon. He has a ballistic skill of two up. He has uh, three pist. He has three pistol two weapons. Um, so he's getting six shots off of that. Every time that he successfully hits, it explodes. And uh, in your shooting phase, after the model shoots, it can make a normal move or fall back as if it were your movement phase, even if it arrived as reinforcements for the turn. So you could just pop in, shoot something from like 18 inches away or 15 inches away if you give him the relic, and then just have him move back again after that. Um, on top of that, if he kills any models inside of the shooting phase, um, he gains a aura where... Every core unit that is within six inches of the model, they can re-roll hit rolls of one. Guy is nasty. And he's bro, only... you can yeah. take three of these. He's it's not a named character. Yeah, he's only 80 points, bro. Bro! <laughs> Gross! <laughs> and he ignores lookout, sir! Yeah, he can ignore lookout, sir. Um, unmodified hit rolls of sixes deal an additional mortal wound. And uh, it's strength five, AP one, one. But if you give him the other weapon... That's strength six, AP three, three damage, uh, 15 inch range. Like you're killing termies like nothing. Like you're killing them like flies. Um, pretty good. <laughs> and you can bring three of them. Wait, no, he's a he's a named character. Says Killer Morph. Oh, is he? Yeah. Yeah, right? Yeah. Maybe? I'm pretty yeah. sure. I thought the keyword for named character was named character. No. <laughs> I no. thought they changed. Uh, okay. Yeah. Uh, so pretty good. I like the killer morph. If you have the killer morph, put them in your list. You're going to love it. Uh, after that, we have the bump, 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 bump. Goliath truck. I <laughs> got, <laughs> got a transport. Um, this might be just the, one of the best transports in the entire game right now. I would say that's even better than, um, a Raider at this point. Uh, so your, uh, Goliath truck, you know, its weapons are okay. You know, he gets, he can give him demolition charges. So if you give him a demolition charge, that's 95 points instead of its normal 90 points. But, uh, if you give it that, then you have an assault D six, uh, uh, weapon that, uh, is pretty good. Uh, it's strength eight AP three, two damage. Uh, it also has heavy stubbers and twin auto cannons, so nothing to really laugh at. Uh, he has a built-in minus one damage as well, sitting at 10 wounds, T6, uh, three up save. He can hold 10 infantry models, and um, uh, it's open-topped Oh, with a three up save, T6. Wow. Dude, um, Patriarch can run this? Yeah. It's <laughs> pretty funny, but uh, you can put like ten infantry models in here, and we're talking like things that have like seismic cannons and stuff. Um, and so they could just like shoot out of it as well. It's nuts. Like this Goliath truck is insanely good for its points cost. You put it inside a four armed emperor, um, and then all yeah. of a sudden it has a two up save as well. Like minus one damage, minus one damage. This thing is going to be a hassle to take off yeah. the board, and it's a transport, and it moves twelve inches. Uh, you can give it like, a, if you really want, you can make it pre-move. Um, huh. But yeah, and it can deep strike also because it has conceal. So amazing uh, unit. You should bring like three of these guys because this is how yep. you're going to protect all of your infantry models. So good. So good. Uh, just after imagining the, a patriarch just like chilling in the truck with yeah, his boys. Right? <laughs> yeah, dude. 
Or you could just like you could put like just neophyte hybrids in there with hand flamers and just like roll up flame something and then demolition charge also. Yeah. Um, but like, you know, when you're looking at Genestar Colts, you want that three, you know, you, you move three extra inches when disembarking off of a vehicle. And then you have stuff like advance and charge as well, where you can move and advance and charge all this crazy stuff. Um, so it's just like, it's just nuts how much value you get out of a Goliath truck. Uh, for only 90 points or 95 points. <laughs> Everything in this army is so cheap. Um, after that, we have Adeline Jackals. These are the bike boys with demolition charges. These guys are just good, um, especially when you're looking at what's going to happen with the new GT. Bikers are going to be able to do actions and stuff. So uh, definitely take these guys. They are uh, they have a 14-inch move. They have a 4-up save. Uh, they're T4. They used to be a 5-up save. Uh, there are two wounds. If you bring an Adeline Wolf squad, he is four wounds, which is pretty nuts. Um, if they are in, what's it called? Popper Prince, then they have a three up save. Uh, pretty nice. They are also unquestioning loyalty, which means that they can take wounds for your characters. Um, you can give them demolition charges. They have heavy stubbers. You can also give them mining lasers. Like this is an insane unit. Um, it's not broken by any means necessary, but it's definitely a super reliable unit that I think that every army should run, especially when you consider that they only cost like 85 points for a squad of five. So take them. <laughs> just yeah, everything's there's, cheap. There's a lot of flexibility here. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, and then uh, we could talk about the rock grinder um, and then the neophyte hybrids. And then we have one last one. Okay. So the Goliath Rock Grinder, this one is uh, it has a three up save. You put them inside a Popper Prince, two up save, boom, bada bing, bada boom. Uh, this is also really great for things like heavy mining lasers. Um, it, it's definitely a lot more expensive. It's like 115 points uh, with demolition charges to run it, but uh, it has a four up save. It has a three up sa- or it has a three up save. It has a four up ballistic skill that brackets as well. So it's not like super super reliable, but with crossfire. Uh, a four up ballistic skill becomes a three up and then the five up becomes a four up. So it's not that, that bad. Um, it is also T seven and minus one damage as well. So boom, that's pretty good. Uh, heavy mining laser, 36 inch range, heavy D three strength, nine AP three D six damage. Plus it's blast. So pretty good. Or you can give it a heavy seismic cannon if you really want to, which is heavy six, six strength, AP two, two damage flat, or heavy three, uh, strength eight, AP three, three damage. Like the thing about these guys is just, or the thing about like the Genestar Colts units is that they're so flexible. Like they're so, um, what's it called? Uh, Swiss army knife weapons, right? Like you could just customize this army as much as you want to face whatever you're going up against. And that's, what's really good. But minus one damage at T seven with a two up save inside of a formed emperor. Yeah. It's pretty spicy. Yeah. And it's a transport. I mean, said, yeah, I think you were saying Papa Prince earlier, but yeah, you meant Forearmed Emperor, right? Yeah, I meant Forearmed Emperor. Sorry, my bad. Okay. My bad. Yeah, now you're good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so that's pretty good. Also has Crossfire, so bada bing, bada boom. Uh, you also have your Achilles Ridge Runners. This is uh, the same thing as what you had before. Um, you can bring a unit of three of these. Uh, these are all T6 with eight wounds. Uh, they do not have minus one damage, so they're a little bit less tanky than your other versions. Um, but this is how you're going to get like your he- like a massive amount of heavy mining lasers if you really, really need it. They're okay. 
they have a four up save. They're T six, eight wounds. They're without minus one damage. They die pretty quickly. But uh, if you need extra umph, this thing only costs eighty points per model. So a unit of three of these is one hundred and sixty points, and that's it. That's really cheap. That's that's incredibly cheap. Uh, uh, and then the last thing here, the big boys, we got pure strange gene stealers. These guys are absolutely insane. Um, I'm pretty sure if, if anybody has made videos about, uh, gene stealer cults yet, they've probably already gushed about, uh, pure strange gene stealers. If Auspex tactics already made a video about GSC, there's probably pure strange gene stealers in there. These guys are insane. You put them inside a twisted helix. They move, uh, all of a sudden they're moving nine inches. Their strength five. Uh, AP three, one damage. Each one gets four attacks. So a group of ten gets forty attacks. You slap mat. Uh, you slap. What is it? Um, the one that gives you plus one attack, psychic power. I forgot what it's called. But you slap that onto them. Now they get fifty attacks. Or you can give them the upgrade where the first time that they hit in combat, they get plus one attack for another fifty attacks. You, they're not core. Um, but who cares? Because you can still get them upgrades like three d six charge um uh, a scout move for an extra nine inches of movement if you give them the scout move for nine inches then they move another nine inches plus advance and charge you're like looking at uh like a 23 inch threat range that is nuts or like more than a 23 inch threat range because they move nine and they move another nine and then they advance for six so 23 inches off of that 20. plus a charge move yeah that's insane 24 yeah 24 yeah, 24. yeah. 25 at minimum 36 yeah. at most <laughs> yeah like these guys are gonna get all across that table like it's not even funny that's these 40 or 50 attacks hit on two base <laughs> yeah they hit on twos bro that's nuts that is crazy uh, that they hit on twos ship but why why they have nine leadership <laughs> yeah and they have a four up invuln and they oh only God. cost 140 points bro. for a unit of 10 for a unit of 10 oh my goodness <laughs> just insane it's just insane it's crazy oh yeah and those are all the best units in my opinion i also like the nexos but that's for a different time um yeah what do you guys think about those units so i knew the jinxers were good the pure strange users, but oh my goodness. Yeah, <laughs> it's all right? coming together. <laughs> yeah, it was always a problem because like regular gene stealers were always better than pure strange gene stealers because they were cheaper. Um right. and they did the exact same thing. Now Ooh. when I'm looking at pure strange gene stealers, I'm just like, dude, I'm gonna soup in GSC and just take pure strange gene stealers and screw my other gene stealers. Or I keep my regular gene stealers and I have pure strange gene stealers, and it's just oops, all gene stealers list. <laughs> <laughs> It's pretty Ooh, nuts. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Demeki, uh, I guess we can go with overall thoughts about the codexes, uh, or about the codex. Uh, we can start with Demeki. What's your overall thoughts about it? Everything's super cheap. Even, like, the stratagems are super cheap. Uh, this army looks scary. Like, I I, I don't want to fight it right now. <laughs> I, that, that's my thoughts on it. Um, I, I I'm looking at like what it says though for the characters, and it seems like you could run more of those in separate detachments, because it doesn't say you can only one one roll that run one. Because if it's mm. it, it's only a named character if it has like an actual name like Typhus does. Kalamorph is a name, is it? 
Yeah, he's the Keller Morph. I guess so, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It's confusing. But yeah. I'd have to wait until Battle Scribe updates to see if I can take <laughs> it or not. I need to know. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um Okay. John P, what do you think about the codex overall? Yeah, it's a very well put together codex. Uh I mean, I don't know it's gonna be it's not gonna be like the best codex, but it's a good codex. Um very fun. A lot of synerg- a lot of synergies. <laughs> um Definitely not a pick up and play army for sure. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yeah. I I think that yeah. comparing it to something like uh, the Custodes book that dropped with it, um, it's definitely harder to learn than the yep. Custodes book. Um, but overall, I think that this codex is balls to the walls insane. I think that there's good. so much alpha strike potential. There's so much stuff you can do with this codex. Um, the only thing that limits it is the d6 damage on like its mining lasers um but neophyte hybrids they could bring seismic cannons and those are pretty good as well so i mean like it's it's good like it's just that we're gonna have to see some people really finesse with this army just because there's just so much that you're looking at like it's it's not like a pick up and play i think that seeing that custodes have like 44 lists (laughs) at lvo after the book (laughs) just dropped I yep. think, and then GSC only has like 15, I think is a huge sign that, you know, this book is not very easy to read. Um, yeah. 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 Um, Lots of work. Well, I, was, I think what I was going to say is this is, uh, is a, the ceiling is like through the roof for this army. Yeah. <laughs> like if, right? you could, if you could figure this out, you, you could be one of the best players. Um, yeah. But that's, that's always how yeah. G-Sir Colts have been. Like, the floor is high, and then the ceiling is high as well. It's one of those yeah. armies where it's just, like, there's just so much that you can do that you need to really think about it. Um, but, yeah, that's the codex. Yeehaw, we finally got through it all. It takes so long getting through these codexes now. Yeah. I bet that, like, once it hits 10th edition and and, and we're still doing chapter tactics. It would... Oh, dude, I, I'm hoping... That tenth edition is not anytime soon. Like yeah. I'm hoping for like maybe four or five years down the road. <laughs> yeah, right. Because like 20, yeah, twenty twenty five at least. <laughs> yeah, I know it's nuts. Um, but yeah, that's this episode of Chapter Tactics. Thank you guys for watching and listening. If you guys enjoyed it, make sure you guys leave a thumbs up, leave a uh, comment, subscribe, tell us what you guys think about this codex. And John P, how about you tell everybody where they can find you? Yeah, so you can find me on twitch.tv forward slash dice check or the dice check YouTube channel or here on Chapter Tactics. Uh, you can also find me on Twitter, twitter.com forward slash Jonathan P. I'm actually going to be start streaming soon. So twitch.tv forward slash Jonathan P. Let's go. Uh, I've got some painting I need to do for LVO. So yeah, get excited yeah. if you want to see me do some of that. Heck yeah, brother. Demeki, where can people catch you? Uh, people can catch me besides on Grinder. Yeah, Grinder, <laughs> uh, Twitch.tv forward slash Dice Check, and also the Dice Check YouTube channel. Uh, you can also check me out on Twitch at Twitch.tv forward slash Demeki, and you can check me out on Twitter uh, at uh, the Demeki on Twitter, and then uh, Instagram I believe is Demeki Dame Kai. Heck yeah. And as for myself, you can find me at OnlyFans.com forward slash official Gordon Ramsay. 
Uh, you can also check me out on Twitter, twitter.com forward slash Pizza Hut official. Uh, you can also catch me on YouTube, youtube.com forward slash when these nuts hit your mouth. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> and uh, Licks, that's his other username. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And if you go to Sonics, I'll probably be there in the drive thru or something with rollerblades on, <laughs> wearing some short shorts and listening to some uh, some Twisted Sisters. So, yeah, uh, you yeah. are just everywhere. Dude, I'm everywhere and nowhere at the same time. I know, I'm an <laughs> enigma. Uh, but, anyways, thank you guys for watching. And we'll see you guys in the next episode. Goodbye, everybody. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. See you. Bye.